You are listening to The Whole Half with Anna the Holy Banana. My goal is to keep it real by sharing it all and holding space for others to do the same. And welcome back to the Whole Half Podcast. My name is Anna. I am your host. And I'm not going to lie, this podcast is something that I absolutely love recording episodes for you on. But I have been pretty inconsistent on it. And that is something that isn't new. It's been something that's been with me since I started. And today I'm going to do a little bit of a recap of 2023 as we wrap up this year, but I'm also going to make a commitment to me and to you to get back into a consistent schedule with this podcast because I need to remember that it isn't about the actual recording of the podcast or the uploading it or the editing of it. It's bringing you content that helps connect you, that helps heal you, that helps you in any way that I possibly can. And that's my mission. And I need to remember that. And I encourage you to think on that too. What is it that you know you're passionate about, you want to be doing, but you just aren't prioritizing it? And that's really what it comes down to, not prioritizing it. And so this is me being real and raw that I've fallen short here, and this is something that I really want to improve on. So I am going to make 2024 the year that I clean up my podcast act. (laughs) I am very consistent, and, and I will say consistency is something that I struggled with growing up, and one is one, it was one of my biggest insecurities. Um, and when I started working on it, it boosted my confidence to see that I could be consistent in something. Um, when I did start being consistent in working out, when I did start being consistent in eating well and taking care of myself and heck, even posting to social media, I can be consistent in things. It's a matter of prioritizing it. And I encourage you to ask yourself, what do you really want to prioritize in 2024 and be consistent in that you aren't? I would say that my podcast and sleeping are two that I really want to work on. Going to bed and making sure that I get to bed early enough to get full eight hours of sleep and not push my whole day the next day late. Those are my two things that I really, really want to work on amongst other things. But I'd say those are the, I call it the low hanging fruit. What can you work on right now that's going to help other things fall into place? Those two things, podcasting and sleeping doesn't sound like a bad 2024. Anyway, now that I've completely outed myself on things that I need to work on, let's talk about 2023 in review. So I just sent out my email list and, or my uh, like end of the year email to my email list. And it was honestly a really good exercise. I have never really been the one to do that because I think if anything it's made me anxious like oh I'm gonna like see that I didn't do as much as I wanted to or um, I'm gonna feel bad for like not doing more you know and I think it's easy to get caught up in that 
and never actually go through the exercise of looking at it year in review. But in doing so, I was like, wow, I actually did a lot more than I even remember. So I want to give you kind of like a month by month recap here. And I'm not going to just point out the highlights. I'm going to point out the lowlights and the highlights. And I pointed that out in my email that I shared. It was really easy to share the good stuff. I included some photos and it was danced in. And you saw some of the photos of me cheesing it up with some friends, uh, myself, my dog, whatever it was. But when I got to the lowlights, I couldn't really represent them with photos because I didn't really take photos of those moments. And I think that was a really big eye-opener for me that people aren't posting their lowlights. I try to, I try to say it through words, but it's hard to through capturing it. So just another little nugget of don't necessarily judge someone's life by what they post online because you never really know what they're going through unless they tell you what they're going through. And that's something that I really try to do on my page because I don't think anyone should ever be alone and when you feel seen and heard in your struggles, it helps a lot to move through them. So let's recap this, yeah? January, I'm actually going to pull up the email that I just sent out because this is going to help me <laughs> make sure that I don't forget anything. Right after I sent the email, I texted Haley, uh, my friend who I do my wellness retreats with, and I was like, oh my gosh, don't hate me. I forgot to put the fall retreat in our in my recap email for the year. I was like, I don't even know how I did that. Those are like my highlights of my year. Um, and she laughed. She was like, it's okay, I'll put it in mine. So I just am going to pull this up so that I don't forget anything because that tends to happen. Cool. So let's start with January. Well, January was a big one and a small one for me. It was summarized with one event. I was fired for not getting the vid shot. It really did turn out to be one of the best things to ever happen to me, I'm not gonna lie. It taught me that I can stick up for what I believe in and be okay. But it was scary and it did suck. At the time, I didn't know how I was gonna make ends meet. I was very much living paycheck to paycheck still, paying off debt from my divorce, and it was freaky. I lost my benefits. I lost my 401k contributions, all that kind of stuff. And as an adult in this world, they freak you out if you don't have those things. And I went into a little bit of a, oh my God, what do I do? So that was January, quite the eventful month. Um, underneath all of that, it broke my heart that the clients that I was working with, I had to tell them that I couldn't work with them anymore because I had a non-compete. And so I wasn't necessarily allowed to be like, hey, I'll help you outside of my job. Like now that they fired me, like, hey, let's go do this elsewhere. But I wasn't legally allowed to do that or else they could come after me with a lawsuit. So I steered clear of that and assured them how much I cared for them and their health and their wellness. But I had to say goodbye to all of them. And I just pray that that work that I was doing, I was de I developed the bariatric program at the Adirondack Health um, facility. And I shouldn't say I developed the program. I developed the exercise component of the program. It had been in a standing program for a long time. There was no exercise component of it. So that's what I brought in. And I had close to 100 people move through what I did with them. And it made a difference. I saw the difference it was making. So when I had to say goodbye to that, that was tough. But like I said, 
best thing that ever happened to me because it was that kick in the butt that I needed to go out and do what I actually was passionate about. Not that I wasn't passionate about that, but I was in kind of a jail cell, you know, like I had limits. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that outside of it. I wasn't allowed in the facility because I didn't have the shot. It was just wild. Like they told me that I wasn't even really allowed to teach yoga outside of the facility because technically I was contracted to teach there. Um, which meant that if I taught anywhere else, it was like I was going against my non-compete. But yeah, so I mean, all in all, it was really positive that those walls came down and I was just free again. But it came with some uncertainty and that makes people a little freaky sometimes. <laughs> it made me a little freaky. But in February, a lot of good came. Um, I moved. I actually moved into an apartment with Mike just down the street from where I was. And it's awesome. We've made it a beautiful home. He is amazing. You probably know that we got engaged. That will come later in my year review. But yeah, I'm really excited to be building my life with him and it just felt right to take that step. So in February, that happened. I also hosted my couples wellness weekend with Haley here in Lake Placid. It was amazing. We ate farm to table. We snowshoed. We did yoga. We did workshops. We did chiropractic. It was amazing. Um, so that was a super fun weekend. And then I started hosting at a local restaurant to make ends meet because if you don't know me, I am the type of person that will not sit on the couch and mope and go into debt. <laughs> I am the type of person that gets up and makes it happen. I will go work at McDonald's if I have to make ends meet. And so that's what I did. I got up and I went and worked at a local restaurant hosting and I really enjoyed it. It got me out. I got to talk to people, I got to wear cute clothes, <laughs> and I was able to do work on my computer while I was waiting for people to come in for me to see. So it really worked out, and it was that stepping stone that I needed. Everything happens for a reason. I started working my butt off in February as well to really build my brand. So Holy Banana came to life in 2017, and I have been saying, I really want to do Holy Banana full-time. I really want to do Holy Banana full-time. And I would say that I dip my toes in, and then I get scared and I pull out. And I dip my toes in, and then I get scared and I pull out. And that's been happening since 2017. I've worked a multitude of jobs on the side. And although I'm still working right now for Mike's family at the store, I'm very much all in on Holy Banana now, especially since February. And it feels really good to be seeing it grow the way that I always dreamt it to. So, in February, lots of good things happened. Now in March, life took a turn. And we lost Luke, Mike's childhood pup. He was the most incredible little guy. And I miss him every day. I cried for over a month. And it just didn't feel right. To be here without him. <laughs> he lit up our world so much, especially Mike. He was very attached to Mike. Um, and I'm gonna try not to cry talking about this because he was just the sweetest boy and I loved him. I was so privileged to have met him. I never met his sister Leia. She passed before I met Mike, but Luke was the sweetest boy. He did not know about me <laughs> when I first met him. He, he had to make up his mind. He was not so sure that I was a good guy. Um, but he let me in and I took care of him as he was um, deteriorating towards the end. 
And I was there with Mike when we had to say goodbye to him. And it was the most heart-wrenching thing ever. So March was tough. And then I turned 27. (laughs) At 27, I, and after losing Luke, I was like, you know what? I don't want to waste any more of my life. My job in January, not that I had wasted any of it, but you know, like I got comfortable in my job that I was working, that I got fired from. I was working on a computer all day. I was very stressed, constantly like jumping when my phone mess like went off, like I was going to get in trouble or something. I don't know. I, I've had that at other jobs where other people are my bosses. I've always had this fear like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired. And guess what? It manifested. <laughs> um, but I just always like I was in a state of stress. Like I was never doing good enough. Like I was always going to get in trouble or something. I don't even know. And so when I got out of that job, I realized how unhealthy I had gotten. I was barely exercising, like maybe once or twice a week. I was barely getting out, walking with Loyo, spending a large portion of my time inside. I wasn't really focusing on nourishing myself well. It just was a... I was I was struggling. I was really struggling mentally and physically. I had definitely put on a lot of weight from my divorce, and I didn't feel good. So I took that into my own hands in March of this year and decided to change something. And I committed to getting myself feeling good again. And that is exactly what I did in April. I let some social media clients go. I had been doing some social media for some people upwards of like five years. And I just was so burnt out of having to answer to them all the time and constantly be on call and get text messages at all hours. And I was like, you know what? I don't need this. Like, I'm, I feel like I need this because it's money coming into my bank account, but I'm fine and I'm going to live in abundance rather than lack and I'm going to let it go. And I did and I'm doing great. <laughs> so I let, let me see, one, two, had at least three clients, no, four, four clients that I let go that I was like, look, I just, I got to prioritize me right now. So I did that, and because I'm me, instead of just letting that space be empty, I filled it in by working full-time at Mike's store. Now, (laughs) that's so typical of me, but also, I needed to make ends meet. I wasn't really doing much with Holy Banana yet to sustain the expenses that I have. I'm paying off debt, I have student loans, I have a car, I have to feed me and my dog. Um, You know, there's expenses, and you can't just wish those away. So I took some full-time work at Mike's stores, And I support them in the online store and social media, which have grown this year um, because of that. And it's really cool to see. So that was in April. And now what else in April? Oh, I launched Holy Fit 1.0. So this was my first 12-week strength guide that I had ever written because as a fitness instructor, like personal trainer for Adirondack Health, I was not allowed to do anything like this on the side. So I published my first 12-week guide and I had a crew of people go through it and it was really cool. My mom did it. She's actually still going, I'm pretty sure. She just keeps repeating it and she feels so much stronger. Um, It was really cool to see people get behind it and feel strong in doing it. If you want to look that up, definitely check out the links in the description here. I'll link those there. Uh, But HolyFit 1.0 is for anyone wanting to start getting strong. It's 12 weeks of programmed workout exercise, and I give you a nutrition guide. I give you guides on how to plan your week, all that kind of stuff. So it's all right there. It's a really good place to start, especially um, with the new year coming up. 
And in April, I stuck to my personal fitness goals with everything I was. I took it very, very seriously. And I reaped the benefits when I went to Florida in May. I felt confident. I felt strong. I was fueling myself. And it was great. So we vacationed to Anna Maria Island. We road tripped to Florida. We went through Cape May, New Jersey. Then we went to um, like near like uh, the Outer Banks in North Carolina. And then we went to Hilton Head in South Carolina. That was our third stop. And then we hit Anna Maria on the fourth day. It was so fun. Uh, we road tripped and there were a couple adventures along the way, but um, leave it to me. We The first stop that we made, Cape May, New Jersey, we found a grill-fired steak restaurant that did not cook with seed oils. <laughs> they only cooked with salt and butter. So that was my vibe and it was pretty exciting to see. Um, so that was our first stop and oh my god, I just love Anna Maria. We go every year. We're going again in May. It's already booked and I simply cannot wait. We have decided that we're road tripping every year though and I'm here for it because that means I can bring my Berkey. I can get raw milk when we're there because we'll have a car and yeah I can bring as much carnivore crisps as I want if you haven't checked out carnivore crisps please check them out amazing amazing source of protein on the go code holy w-h-o-l-l-y for 10% off can't say enough good about them they're just meat and salt super amazing sourced snacks if you are that person that needs a snack, I like just incorporating them into meals and stuff, but I brought a ton of them with me to Florida and they helped me keep my protein up when we were traveling. So that was May. Um, oh, I didn't mention this in my email, but I also hosted a Mother's Day event in May and that was super fun. We did face masks and yoga and it was really fun and super pampering for our moms that deserve more than that. <laughs> so then in June, um, when I got back from Florida, I hosted my spring wellness retreat in Canandaigua with Dr. Haley. That was another amazing weekend. I hosted a lot of events this year, now that I'm realizing it. <laughs> we did Thursday to Sunday this year for the first time. So usually it's Friday to Sunday, but we did Thursday to Sunday instead. We ate good food. We did the sauna way, which is hot, cold therapy. Um, we did lots of yoga. We did workshops. Haley did Cairo and cupping. We were right on Canandaigua Lake, so we had a dock. There was nice sun out. We, oh my gosh, it was really cool. We did a hike and we saw some snakes and Haley and I turned it right around and canceled the rest of the hike. <laughs> but we got a good like hour of hiking in, but we, uh, yeah, we don't like snakes at all. Um, and then later in June, I hosted a summer solstice event with my friend MJ at her dock on Lake Placid. That was probably my favorite, like, day of, oh no, the sourdough one I did in July. That one was fun too. Um, okay, we did lots of fun events this year, but the one with MJ at her dock was maybe my favorite. It was just like the perfect day at sunset, yoga, all that kind of good stuff. I made a really nice charcuterie board. It was super fun. Then in July, another turn. We lost my grandpa, my dad's dad. Um, I would say that this one hurt 100%. I hadn't seen them for many, many years. I hadn't seen them since Christmas 2019. And that made me sad because lots of life had happened since then. Um, but they didn't want us to come visit them because of all that was going on in the world. So... We respected that and we didn't go, but 
it kind of haunts me at the funeral. One of my dad's friends was like, when they tell you not to come is when you need to come. And it kind of haunts me because we definitely should have gone. But I didn't because, yeah, I guess I was afraid to drive five hours and them tell me I wasn't allowed in and all that kind of stuff. But that's just my fear and I should have gone past it. We all live with some regrets. But we lost my grandpa in July. It was just uh, he woke up or he didn't wake up one day. Um, I would say harder than losing my grandpa and all of the things that came with that. Watching my grandma lose her best friend was even harder. That was devastating because she doesn't know life without him. They were married for over 50 years, and her life changed like that. The second she made that call, she knew everything was going to change as she knew it. And it did. She moved up here. She is in um, a home near us. And we get to visit her, but she's just not the same. And you can see it. There's something missing, and that is my grandpa. So that was really hard. I would say that the good that came from that was a renewing commitment to live on in his legacy. My grandfather came from nothing. He built everything he had for his family, and his family was everything. And in commemorating him and celebrating him, that is just what renewed for me, seeing all that came because of him. He had built all of that from nothing, and I definitely want to carry on his legacy for sure. Um, so in July, right after all of that happened, or in the midst, I don't remember, <laughs> um, I started my half marathon program. I had five, four or five ladies, four, but one couldn't finish because she had a knee issue. So they trained for the half marathon for 13 weeks and ran it in October. Um, and I also ran Holy U as it was for the last time. So Holy U used to be my five-week program that I did for women working to align with themselves and their passions. Well, I revamped it. It's now an ongoing program that is growing. It is a community now. And it's built so that eight the first eight weeks that we're together is super focused, one-on-ones, all that kind of stuff. And then after that, it's support for life. There's group calls. There's all types of really good things going on in there. So... If you are interested in that, we're healing our hearts, honing our health, definitely check out my link in the description to book a consult, 60-minute free consult. Um, I love, love connecting with people through those. And even if we don't wind up being a good fit and working together, there's always something good that comes out of those consults. So definitely book one in. My schedule for the new year is ramped up for January. I built it out, so you can find a time in there. Those are completely free. So that was July, and oh yeah, my knee bummed out in July, so I couldn't run a lot of the half marathon program with them, but I'm still rehabbing it. I did some myofascial release yesterday, and I'm hoping that this brings me back to life, but I desperately miss my running. (laughs) So then in August, I launched my granola and smoothie brand. That was a ride. It was exciting. It was hard. It was challenging. It was joyful. It was everything I had ever dreamed and everything I didn't expect. (laughs) But it was super cool and I now have a granola brand. Yay! Holy granola. You can order it on my website. Click the link in the description again if you want that. I have three flavors out and I'm working on a fourth. I'm going to keep that one a surprise, hopefully for the new year. Um, But lemon vanilla, honey cinnamon, and maple cardamom. They're delicious. They're clean. They're organic. They're vegan. They're gluten-free. 
there's nothing bad about this stuff. <laughs> it's the best granola on the market and I highly encourage you give it a try. So I launched that. My smoothie bowls were a big hit. I don't have anywhere to serve them right now. So those are on hold, but they were a big hit in the cafe um, for August, September, August and September. It was two months. So it was, it was a fun ride. I learned a lot from that experience. And then September, I got burnt out. Newsflash, when you do too much, you get burnt out. I was running on fumes from my grandfather passing away. I got super sick at that time. So I started that period just like I was super, super sick. Um, I was running the half marathon program. I was teaching yoga. I was working in the stores. I was working with clients. I was launching my smoothie brand and granola brand. I was doing too much and I burnt out to the point where I was so depressed. I hadn't been this depressed since freshman year in college. I wasn't suicidal. I was freshman year in college. I didn't reach that point this fall, but I was pretty down in the dumps and it was completely burnout. There were a lot of teary nights crying to Mike like I didn't know if I would ever feel like myself again. And newsflash, when I slowed down, I did. We went to Disney in September on vacation. It was really fun. <laughs> You need to check out my Disney recap podcast if you haven't. I talk all about it. Um, yeah, that was a really fun trip. I would say there were a couple hard things about that trip. It pointed out that the progress that I thought I had made in the spring with my cut had actually triggered a relapse in my eating disorder because I was tracking everything so neurotically that it was becoming unhealthy. When I got home from that trip, I promised Mike I would stop tracking and I was going to regain um, grounding over my nutrition. And that I did. So that definitely came out of September. Lots of darkness in September, but a lot of joy. How can you be unhappy at Disneyland? Um, I was exhausted. We walked, I think, 60 miles that week. Walked slash ran. It was really fun. We're definitely going to go back someday. <laughs> um, we scouted out all of the hotels and, and resorts that we would want to stay at, but it was super fun. And also in September, I started my dream of doing Invisalign. It's actually not Invisalign. It's called Bite, B-Y-T-E. I am, let me see, 14 weeks in, so just over three months in, and I am seeing such amazing progress. Like, I'm not sponsored by them at all. I can't give you a code or whatever, but I I'm shocked by how much my bottom teeth have improved. That's the only reason I wanted to do it because I had really crowded bottom teeth and my dad had the same thing, um, but he never got them aligned. So his his bottom teeth are crooked and he loves what he's like, whatever, I'm, <laughs> their teeth, whatever. But I was like, I don't want to just say whatever and let my teeth get crooked. So I got Invisalign or, or Bite and I've been doing it since September and I am in love with the alignment that my teeth have come into. So I started that in September too. A lot going on. Um, let's see. In October, this was a big month for me. I watched my half marathon crew cross the finish line. That was the beginning of the month. That was pretty cool. They all did amazing. They all ran it. They all finished it. And actually one of them, so one of them dropped out, like I said, another did the 10k because her knee was bugging her too. A lot of like weird knee stuff this year, but um, two of them did the half marathon and one of them did the 10k. It was the absolute worst day I've ever experienced in my life. I've done a lot of running races. Okay. I've done probably like upwards of like 20 different races and I had never seen a day this miserable. Like 
just dumping rain and cold and like, oh my gosh, I was miserable and I was just watching. Like, I can't even imagine running through it. Like, they were just all soaked. I took a really long sauna when I get home from that day. <laughs> Later in October, I got engaged. Mike is the sweetest and brought me to the cabin where we first hung out in Wilmington. And he got down on one knee and asked me to marry him. And I cried. <laughs> and then I said yes. And it was incredible. My best friend Liv was there and my dear friend Lee was there photographing it. And it couldn't have been more perfect. Um, oh, I cannot wait to marry this man. We set our date August 21st in this coming year. We're getting married in Canada. It's going to be amazing. And I cannot wait. Um, so that was October. It was very exciting. This guy is just the coolest. Then in November, I hosted the SLU yoga retreat that I host every year for um, the school. I am alumni of SLU, so I had that connection, and it's beautiful, and I love it, and I always love connecting with the students through those retreat weekends. Um, we booked our wedding venue. Yay! That's when we committed to the one in Canada, and I also relaunched Holy U to support my community in a more sustainable and consistent way. So um, that's when I started sharing more of my story in my divorce and the abuse and all that kind of stuff, um, the trauma, toxicity, all that. And despite the fear of doing so, I did it anyway. And that is what broke me free. I'm not going to lie. The What I was so afraid of, I needed to do in order to break out. And I have signed on. Um, four clients since then in November. So this was only a couple weeks ago that I really started really sharing, like <laughs> really sharing about it. And I have like three or four more clients um, scheduled for consults to do this week and next. And then I, yeah, we're coming into the new year. So that's huge. And everything I've ever dreamt of to actually be working with people and helping them change their life in a very moving way. Um, so we're healing hearts, honing health, and I absolutely love it. So I relaunched that and I'm thrilled about how it's it's turning out in the community that's growing from it. Let's see, in December, so we're still in December, but so far I've bought my dream wedding dress. Oh my gosh, this story. Let me tell you it real quick, okay? I book a, an appointment for a wedding dress uh, place up in Canada. We went to Montreal like a month in advance. They call me the day before and I only had that one appointment. I figured all the other shops we'd like just walk around and I don't know, look at if I didn't find anything at the shop, but they were in the price range that I was looking for. So I was like, okay, we'll go there. Well, they called me the day before and they moved my appointment to two hours later instead of 1230. They wanted me to come in at 230. And I was like, ugh. We're all planning to leave at 9.30 and it's all scheduled. So like, I'll just try to find another place to book before them. And then I'll keep that appointment in case. I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say there's like 50 bridal boutiques on this one street in Montreal. And I had no idea which one to pick. I didn't know which one would be in my price range. Literally just one popped up and I looked at it. And I was like, cool, I'm going to call them and see if they have an opening. They had like two openings left. And they booked me in at 12.30 and I went there. The lady that we were supposed to work with spoke only French, and I speak French, but like I'm not fluent enough to buy a wedding dress in it. So I wanted everyone else to be able to take in part too. So we got the lady that spoke English. She wasn't supposed to help us, but she did. So 
she asked me my budget, all that kind of stuff, what I was looking for. And I told her I didn't know what I was looking for. I told her what I wasn't looking for. And um, she's like, okay, well, what's your price range? And I told her and she was like, she just stopped walking. And she's like, I can't help you. And I was like, okay um she's like well I can't help you up here we were in like the gallery where like all the new dresses were she's like we might find something downstairs but has to be your size and has to be in your price range like those there's no alterations or anything it's as is and I was like oh dear goodness okay so we went downstairs and what I had explained she pulled a couple dresses but then there's this one dress she pulled and then she put it back and then she pulled and she put it back she was like no I think you might like this this is a really nice dress and it's a really good price and I think it's your size and I was like Okay. I mean, it didn't look at all like what I was thinking I wanted. And I was like, look, uh, it doesn't look like my last wedding dress. That's all I care. I don't want it to look like that at all. I want zero resemblance. She's like, no, it doesn't have sleeves, whatever. Like, it's completely different. And I was like, all right, I'll try it on. Like, I'll, if you think it would look good, like, you know what you're doing, I'll, I'll trust you. It was the first wedding dress I tried on. I walked out of the dressing room and lived straight up her jaw dropped. Like I had never seen this girl react to anything like this. We lived together for over a year. And when I look good and stuff, she'd tell me, she'd be like, yeah, you look cute in that or like whatever. This was like jaw drop type situation. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. I think this might be the one. So I tried on a couple others and we rated them. But this one, oh my God, I feel like a princess in it. It was in my price range and it fit me like a glove. Like I'm not kidding. It doesn't even, I have to take some height off, I think, but it does. It fits me like a glove. It's amazing. It taught me to trust in fate. <laughs> Not more than I already do, but I thought it was really wicked cool. Um, I wasn't even supposed to go to that shop. I wasn't even supposed to work with that lady. It wasn't at all the dress that I thought I was going to get. Anyway, that was a complete side note and it was super cool. And I'm so excited because I bought my dream dress earlier this month. And um, yeah, I would say that was the biggest highlight I signed more clients. I have, I will be honest, found myself in a slump in regards to teaching yoga, despite loving it with everything that I am. Um, I just, you know, when you're a yoga instructor, you get up and you do the same thing every day. And you try not to, because <laughs> you don't want your classes to be stale. You don't want your students to hear the same things every day. But you can't help yourself from getting into a rhythm of doing like you're getting up and you're going to the studio at this time and teaching for this amount of time at the same time each day of the week. And like, it's easy to get into a slump. And I don't know whether it's furthering education, changing things up. I don't know, but I'm sitting with it. I canceled yoga classes for this coming week so that I can kind of like wrap my head around what I'm doing here. And I mean, yoga teaching is something that's part, like it's as much as the, <laughs> I need it as much as the air I breathe. It's so important to me. It's part of me and it's part of who I am, but I need to think how I want to approach that in 2024. So I'm still producing content for my online membership. If you want to practice with me there, um, you can use the code first one free all capital one is a letter or a number. So first F I R S T one number one free F R E E. I'll put that in the description as well, but um, I add content there every single week and all of the December classes are fire. So you definitely want to check those out. I'm starting to put hit classes up there too. So um, yeah, that's, that's definitely an outlet for my yoga, but I love connecting with people in person. So um, that's my year. In oh, oh my God, I forgot. Again, October, I also hosted the fall retreat with Haley in Lake Placid. And that was another amazing weekend, Thursday through Sunday. And we had 
I think 15, 14 ladies are, oh, I must mention, oh my gosh, how, okay, so Maggie, our chef, joined us this year. The spring retreat was her first time with us, fall retreat was her second. She's actually going to be my chef for my wedding, and I'm so excited. Um, she's incredible. If you haven't come to one of our retreats yet, you need to, because she is cool. Haley's cool. I try to be cool. I'm not as cool as them, I don't think. <laughs> but um, they're pretty cool weekends and all the people that come are amazing. It's just such a rejuvenating weekend and they're just getting better and better. Um, so I think that's all. I may have missed some things here. Oh, the sourdough event that I hosted in July. I forgot that. Um, that was pretty darn cool. My friend Brandon, who's also going to be chefing at my wedding. He's a dear friend of mine and is a private chef. So Maggie and Brandon are going to tag team. Um, we hosted a sourdough event in July where we did vinyasa and then he made us homemade sourdough and we played cornhole. It was pretty rad and it was super fun and we had a good time. <laughs> um, did I do anything else that I'm forgetting? Oh my gosh. Probably. I did the turkey trot Thanksgiving with Mike and his fam or our friends. Uh, my sister was there. Yeah, I think that's it though. A lot happened. A lot of bittersweet in 2023. And I want to reiterate that you wouldn't have known half of this if I didn't tell you. You probably see my posts on Instagram and my stories and think, oh, Anna's life is perfect. She never gets depressed. She never struggles. She never hits slumps in her yoga teaching. Yes, I do. I'm human. And if I wouldn't, if I didn't open up and tell you these things, you wouldn't know that. So I encourage you to remember that. And honestly, in thinking through it, like the biggest thing that I'm taking away from this year, I already told you I'm going to work on consistency in podcasting and sleeping, like to the point where like I don't deviate, <laughs> where it's like I, I don't like do it great for a couple weeks and then I'm off and then it, like I want to be consistent for life and I need to just find that rhythm for me and what works. But um, the other big thing that I really want to mention is that I realized this year that I just got to keep on keeping on. When things get tough, you have to find a way to keep going. And that's when you will surprise yourself. I've surprised myself this year a lot. Like a lot, a lot. I never thought I was going to launch a granola brand. <laughs> like that's wild. Um, don't ever give up ever. So I hope that this uh, recap podcast, this year in review podcast was not only entertaining, <laughs> but also a little bit of a reflection for you. What things do you want to improve on? What did you do this year? Give yourself credit. When I look back at all of that, it's like, wow, I did a lot and I overcame a lot despite myself looking back and being like, wow, I didn't, I, I don't feel like I did much. You know, I did, I did a lot. Um, and again, this exercise is a really powerful one. So here's to the end of one thing, the beginning of another, and also our persistence through the transition. I hope you enjoy your Christmas, enjoy your New Year's, and I hope you take some time to rest. I'm taking next week off from my typical work schedule. Mike's brother and sister-in-law are coming to town. They've never visited in Lake Placid here, so I'm really excited to have them. And his brother's coming from Boston, so the Nyman family is all going to be here, and then my whole family is going to be present, and we're going to be doing a bunch of Christmas activities, and hopefully we get more snow. We had a big rainstorm a couple days ago, and we lost, like, everything, but... 
Do you hear that? Oh, Bubba's having, Loyo's having a dream and he's whimpering. Loyo, Loyo, Bubba, you're okay. No, he's too out. He's having a good, he's having a, hopefully a good dream. I can't tell. <laughs> but anyway, okay, well, I'm going to go get on the Peloton before I have some clients this afternoon. I hope you have a lovely end of the year. Reflect and decide where you want to go in 2024 because guess what? At the end of the day, you are the author. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I will see you on a podcast next time. Yeah.